This is Grow With The Bros, hosted by Ryan and Ken Parsons, founders of the Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Welcome to another episode of Out Of The Gutter, Behind The Brother. We've made every mistake in the book, so you don't have to. Our time to evolve as business owners is now. Let's grow together. All right, so on today's episode, we are going to be talking to Jonathan Mellett, who is one of our first franchisees, and we're going to be talking about, um, the topic is if we could hit the reset button on our business. I love this question. I think it's such a, you take any area of our life or anything that we've learned, and it's like, man, if I could go back to then with what I know now, what would I do differently? So that's going to be our topic today, is if you could hit the reset button on your business, what would you do different. So John, we've got history even before business. I'd love to know how far back you remember uh, of us even meeting, uh, you and me and maybe even my brother. Oh my gosh. I mean, I was a kid. I was a little kid, like asking to feel your muscles. (laughs) Oh man, I, I just remember both of you guys as like these super strong, like weirdly ripped <laughs> people, and uh, lots you know, has I, changed, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Half the man I used to be. Oh man! Yeah, so we have history. So we knew each other for a long time, and then as we were, um, you know, actually, I think you were the first sales rep that we hired. Um, it was either you or George that was the first sales rep that was not me or Kenny. Yeah. Um, so you got involved. I don't know if you remember that or you want to share anything about that time as well. I do. Um, I mean, I, George was on before I was. Um, and when I came in, I mean, I was, uh, I was young. I mean, I think when I jumped on board with you guys, I might have been uh, 20, uh, 22 or 23 and uh and then going out and doing sales and writing everything up on our forms that we had uh at the time waterflow gutter solutions oh, yeah. uh, we weren't we weren't even the brothers yet and uh yeah i remember going out and um you know our pricing was crazy <laughs> i mean i don't know my goals for the month were like you know insane like it, honestly if if someone hit the goals that i was hitting back then that were like our target goals, they'd be fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you remember like a dollar amount? I don't even remember. Yeah. Well, I remember there was one month where I remember my goal was 40 grand and I like had just passed it. And at that point we had these crazy incentives that I think when I finally hit my goal and you had to pay me, <laughs> it was like, Oh shoot, this doesn't make any sense. Um, because our dollar amount was so low, but I, um, I remember bumping our price up to like $4 and sometimes four fifty a foot. And we were like, Holy smokes. I can't believe we, <laughs> we sold at that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then, so fast forward a little bit and you know, you did work in sales and then I think you, you moved and then that's where you kind of uh, ventured out into some other stuff before you came back in. Yeah. Um, Yep. So I moved, I moved out to New Jersey um, and I knew it was a stopping point with the brothers and uh, I was going to be jumping into um, a construction 
company where I was basically a laborer and eventually jumped into sales because they saw that that's what I was doing prior with you guys, uh, with Waterflow Gutter Solutions. Um, you guys, in that interim period of me working for the construction company, you changed to the brothers that just do gutters. And, uh, and I remember like saying to you when I moved out to New Jersey, uh, I told you guys I would never be back in the gutter business. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, remember that. I remember it cl very clearly. And I, I don't even know why it was just like, I just felt like I was going to be doing something else. And, um, when I actually did, uh, move on, I, I met some of the other gutter companies that were in the area and, I realized how good you guys actually were compared to a lot of the people that I was meeting. And I'm like, hmm, maybe there's something here. So you actually, I don't know if you remember this, but you made me pamphlets. Uh, like you, you were a graphic designer. So you uh, created these little Jonathan gutter cleaning sort of pamphlets that I would go around and I would, you know, just knock on people's doors, passing them out and, you know, carried a ladder on my truck that was only high enough to hit like a 10 foot roof. Um, <laughs> And I would just go doing gutter cleanings. And then the conversation went further and further. And uh, it was about two weeks before I had my first son um, that I told you guys, let's, let's do this. And uh, wow, yeah, it's crazy. And so where we were is, you know, we were just, we just went through a, a recession. The whole business changed. We refocused as the brothers that just do gutters and we, the idea of franchising was born and that was Ken's idea of like, we're going to franchise this thing and we're not going to get into all of that today. But I believe we talked about our vision enough and I would encourage anybody listening. Like when you talk about your vision out loud, other people will hear it and grab onto it. And I believe that's kind of what it was. We were talking about franchising our business and we weren't ready at the time. We, we did not have the franchise model. We didn't have the, marketing dialed in, none of the technology, none of what it is today, mm -hmm. none of it, but we did have the vision for it. And is, do you remember what it was that happened that you're like, let's do this? Um, well, I think, I think part of it uh, and what gave me uh, a little bit more peace of mind was uh, the conversation that Jeremiah in Virginia was also uh, having the same thought process. And as we just kept, uh, you know, going down this rabbit hole uh, of thinking about starting the brothers in uh, in Jersey and Virginia, um, I think uh, I think what really stirred up the um, the confidence or or even the drive to make it want to happen was uh, one. Like I said, I I saw that you guys were better than a lot of the companies and, and competition that I saw here in my own uh, like community. Um, and then the other part was, um, I, I think the seeing a freedom of, of having my own, having my own thing and stepping away from the current company that I was with. Um, and really, I mean, you guys were encouraging through the process and enough so that you sold me on, on really wanting to jump into this thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And I do remember one of your, your thought process was, you know what, why go work for another company for a few years? Cause you thought you might be in the ministry full time or something, but you're like, you know what, while I'm working, why don't I build something that in five, 10 years from now that I own a business that continues to pay me residual income yep. and whatever 
you know, you're a man of many talents, you know, whatever you want to do. Was that part of the process? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that big time because I was heavily involved in a, in a brand new church plant um, here in, uh, it was in Ocean Township High School that we were meeting. And, uh, and I knew that it was going to require me to uh, be available a lot throughout the week, um, obviously on Sundays, and um, and having my own thing, it really uh, it did seem like that was going to open the door. Uh, now on the on the flip side, because it was coming out of a recession, and there was uh, it really seemed like even the company that I was currently with, the construction company, uh, they were dropping off the map a little bit with the work that was on and everything. Uh, and they thought I was absolutely crazy to even think that this was, uh, this was an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really never saw the recession, um, I think, impact the gutter business in a way because, you know, it, it, was, yeah. it was weird. You know, it seemed like where a lot of other companies were affected, uh, it seemed like the gutters were able to kind of maintain, uh, you know, a steady drive through that, maybe not increase, Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that definitely opened up a door for me to be able to to do ministry and have my own thing that was going to be steady. Yeah, well, one of the main reasons Ken got in the business, Ken, you remember, uh, you know, what Alex said way back in the day? Yeah, uh, yeah, Alex, he, he was in business since 1970. Uh, so he told me that the gutter business was recession-proof. And who better than somebody who started their business in 1970 who had been through several recessions you know, to hear that and say, huh, there's really something to this business. And, you know, as we all know, uh, gutters is a need. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's something that people need on their homes to protect it. And, you know, people, even during the recession, they're going to do the minimal and uh, to protect their home if, if there's bad things happening uh, to it. And gutters is, at a, is a very important part of the exterior of somebody's home and at a price point that people can afford. It's not like putting a whole new roof on. Um, so that's, uh, was his explanation of, you know, why gutters, uh, and, and it's been our experience too, even through the great recession of the mid two thousands, we still grew despite ourselves and the lack of knowledge that we had <laughs> in business at that time. Yeah, so. it's true. So, so yeah. now we're kind of at, it, it's around, it's about 2010, if I remember correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we go in as partners, we didn't franchise, we didn't have the FDD, we didn't have any of that. Uh, we go in as partners and, um, you know, and I know that the, the whole topic, what we're, what we're working into right now is if we could hit the reset button on the business, what would we do differently? I just think it's important that we frame it because it's, it's probably different. Everybody that we ask that is going to have slightly different answers, Yeah. but it's 2010. We go in on this adventure. Um, I don't even know if it was a business venture. It was basically an adventure. Yeah. Um, together, uh, you, us, Jeremiah, um, and, and we start going. So you kind of want to talk about like what those first couple years were like, and then maybe we can circle back to that reset button question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's funny going back, that's 10 years. Um, so <laughs> when I, when I go back to that, you know, first three years, I remember, um, you know, where my office was, was like basically a little corner in my dining room that I made this like horrible desk. And, uh, and I basically, I, I was the guy that now I, I talk about this, this type of, uh, business owner, but it's the, 
it's a guy wearing every single hat possible. Um, I was answering the phones. I was doing, you know, whatever paperwork I could possibly do. And um, I was, you know, obviously sales and estimates and installs and uh, training myself, <laughs> you know, so, um, and, <laughs> and really like uh, looking back, it's amazing because technology has changed so much. Like I believe I had a flip phone um, when we first started uh, there was not an iPad to work from with a, you know, a great system. Uh, I literally had, uh, I had to buy tons of contracts and I think I even still have some of them that I would write by hand. I'd give them like, you know, the pink slip and I'd keep the white one and, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just so funny thinking back to, uh, to those moments. But the biggest, I think the biggest thing in my mind is just how many hats I actually wore and being on ladders and trying to answer a phone and still be OSHA proof. <laughs> it's like <laughs> impossible. Okay. So um, now we are here. We're 10 years later. Yeah. Um, when, when we asked that question, what would you, if you could hit the reset button or what would you tell a younger you, you know, go back to 23 year old Jonathan and yeah you know, what would you do differently? Yeah. Uh, wait five years. They're going to really have this thing nailed down. <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably true, right? As much yeah, as you're joking, I, it's probably like that would have been yeah. awesome. You know, um, I mean, those first few years, obviously I wouldn't, uh, just because I know the value of going through different processes and I know that it was really good for me. Um, but really where the business is right now compared to when I started, uh, that really probably, if I had known, um, yeah, it would definitely be a different starting point for me. Um, but there's, I think there's a lot of different things, uh, looking at the people who are starting now, um, you know, things as simple as the vehicle that you purchase and the machine that you have. I remember the vehicle I had was, uh, you know, a terrible box truck with a lot of issues that tons of money went into just maintaining it and, you know, bringing it back on the road when all the tires are bad or, you know, it was just, it was awful. My machine was constantly giving me uh, issues as straight as the gutter was. There were still a lot of issues that came about uh, these awful metal wheels and just uh, was giving me garbage results. But money wise, I was, uh, I was just trying to go like as minimal as possible where now I I'm like, I want a great truck and a great machine. So I don't have to worry about the maintenance and I don't have to worry about being out of business for a day or two because the truck is off the road. Um, you know, simple little things just like that. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, so raising a little bit more capital, even with the systems absolutely. not being what they are today, had you had a little bit more financial backing and not had to bootstrap everything to basically you know, get a truck, get a machine. Yeah. You would definitely, if you're talking to somebody who's maybe just even thinking about going into business for themselves, is that your advice? Get yeah. capitalized? Definitely get capitalized. Um, you know, I, I even look at it now where uh, in the slow months, like I'm in the Northeast where somebody who does have uh, a franchise that's down South may, might not have to worry about a slow time, but there are slow times here and uh, having the capital would allow me to be able to not bleed out my, my resource and really, you know, pull out of marketing and do a lot of things that could continue to grow the business in the slow time um, when there's not 
the capital there and there's no money, uh, you're really, you know, I have to lower my dollar amount going into marketing and therefore get less leads, get less work and all that kind of stuff. So I would definitely, um, having a great amount of capital to start with, uh, like I, I remember looking back that this isn't even too long ago, maybe uh, five years ago, um, my marketing dollars for uh, an entire year, uh, I, I think I spent two grand. Wow. Like when, when we look back at our numbers, <laughs> I'm like, how is that even possible? Um, so, I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge difference now where I, I want to see my, you know, 6%, you know, or whatever going out towards marketing, um, where in the past it was not even like 0.2%. It's <laughs> wow. like crazy. So thinking about like the systems, I mean, we always had systems and I, and I think that was one of the, the good things, but the systems were insane. I don't know if you remember, you know, we had four points of data entry from Google Calendar to QuickBooks to a PDF to Dropbox. I mean, the amount of stuff to make the wheel turn was insane. Yeah. As you're seeing like, you know, as we're, we're growing the, uh, as a franchise and you're seeing new guys come in, um, are, like fill in the blank. Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea how valuable that is. Or I yeah. didn't have that when yep. I started. You're probably looking at them going, oh, you know, you don't, I don't know if you know how yeah. good it is. Fill, it, fill in some of that. So we have a, a great program now that is able to encapsulate so many different things that between, uh, you know, keeping it's basically massive uh, amounts of data entry for every one of our customers to the material we're using to everything. And it's all streamlined into one place uh, where before, like you're saying, we had so many different avenues that like now, if there's an issue with the program that we use, uh, <laughs> it doesn't even bother me in the slightest because <laughs> I think because of my past history of like what I had to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's one aspect. The other aspect is with me wearing all of those hats. Um, there was no call center. There wasn't, uh, like I said, it was me answering a phone at whatever time I could in my mailbox being completely stacked up and, um, you know, being full, I couldn't take on any more, uh, voicemails because I'm just, I'm on a job, can't answer the phone, whatever it is, uh, probably lost so many leads in the, in that time period. Um, so the fact that we have this call center that, uh, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't even care what it costs. <laughs> like oh, I would let me not write that down. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, but seriously, like it, it is that valuable to me. And, um, yeah, I mean, even I'll hear a lot of people, um, try to hold off on an office person. Uh, like a great, great office admin in their own personal thing, not the call center. The most important thing in my business and Michelle, hopefully you're listening to this. <laughs> I mean, seriously, there's so much value in her um, and in what she does that uh, it really, um, it allows me to be a better boss. It allows me to be, uh, you know, a better manager and everything else because she's, she's so great at what she does. So, you know, holding and pinching some pennies to not have that person in there is only a, a pain. It, it, it hurts. It really does. Wow. So you wow, would, that's awesome. would say somebody that's doing that is definitely uh, probably losing money. Yeah. Uh, not having yeah. that position filled. Absolutely. It, it's a huge negative. As much as you think that you're saving money, you're, you're losing it somewhere. 
Wow. That's great. I appreciate that. So, um, I know you said that, man, you would have loved to wait five years and, you know, and I appreciate that, but, and I also do just appreciate what you and Jeremiah did for us. We couldn't be who we are without you guys mm. because we weren't able to see what didn't work on a scale in Jersey and Virginia. I don't think we yeah. would have learned that from a corporate location and then franchised no matter what, I think the first couple people were going to be in for a ride. Yeah. And I do appreciate, you know, you and Jeremiah and everything that, you know, as we made systems and we tried to say, Hey guys, we're doing this over here, do this. It's like, yeah. And you've got a team. It's just me. <laughs> you know, in hindsight, it's like, man, it was a, it was a lot. And I, and, and I know Ken and I just appreciate that greatly because we would not have been able to build this franchise without you guys. So 10 years in the business, uh, can you just tell us a little bit of how you've grown? Like when you think about who you were as a person, a business owner, all of that uh, from then till now, like what really stands out? Where have you really grown? I think as far as the, the, the past 10 years, um, I mean, when I think of what stands out to me as, you know, the real growth that I've experienced is just, uh, I really feel like it's communication with with people. I've met so many people um, in the past ten years that um, I think without this business, I would not have been. Obviously, I wouldn't have been in that many people's homes, talking with that many people, and just uh, you know having conversations that were you know who knows what about. Um, but I really feel like it it has done something to me that communicating even with the people who are on my team now and uh, you know, other business people or um, you know, current customers or clients that are coming through the door now um, I've, I feel like I have absolutely grown in confidence just in, you know, who I am as a business owner and with my guys feeling like they're being led by somebody with confidence Um you know, I mean, 10 years of being in this business, you can't help but have, uh, you know, a bit of an understanding, obviously, about the gutter industry, but then just even how how people are are thinking and how they're working, how my guys are thinking. Um, so, yeah, definitely have grown in that area for sure. Uh, communication is a huge one. Awesome. Yeah. Now, when you think of like, maybe like the perfect size for your business, like if it could be at what, like, what does it look like that like you'll feel like you've accomplished, you know, something good. What, what to you is success um, in the next couple years or whatever, maybe it's 10 years, maybe it's two years. Where do you want your business to be that you're going to feel super good about it? Hmm. Well, when I think about my territory mm -hmm. uh, and where I, where I am in New Jersey, um, I, I was, uh, it's funny. I actually, I just had this conversation with a guy yesterday. Um, and he was asking me a similar question of just like, you know, what, where do you see this going? What do you think is going to actually happen here, um, with the brothers? And, and I just said in my territory, I feel like we should jump into being a $4 million a year business. Um, mm -hmm. and obviously to be there is, uh, is going to be a lot of hard work and it's going to require a lot of people. Um, but, I just think that we're in such an area and I feel like uh, with all the right people in place, uh, the systems are there. 
Um, you know, we have people who are showing so much success who've been in business much longer than me here at the brothers. And it just, uh, it opens my mind to really see the big picture of like, you know, this territory is going to explode. Um, and really down the road, I do see that three, $4 million business. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be big. I do see fleets and, you know, yeah, it's actually, it's cool even expressing this because, I feel like two years ago, it was more, uh, how can I sell this business right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was, I was at a spot where I, you know, I wanted to jump out and do, you know, 100% ministry, get on, you know, with a, with a church or something like that. But now seeing what um, the business could be and open the door for me to, to really, you know, have a freedom with my family, whether that's ministry or anything, it's, uh, it's really cool to see. So, wow. Yeah. So you said something that I think would confuse most people mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the level that you're at now, when you say I want to be three or 4 million, most people think the opposite. They're like, no way. I don't want to be some huge company. Cause they feel like life gets harder. You said you want to be a three or $4 million company and then that will give you the freedom. So mm-hmm. where, from where you are now to there, it almost sounds like you're saying you expect life to be easier as the business grows. Talk about how that's possible. Yeah, uh, I think I think Jimmy Olang over in uh, in Allentown um, when he was talking about race to replace. Yep. Uh, if you're growing a business and you're not replacing yourself, uh, ultimately it is going to be uh, so much work and so stressful and you know, you're, you're wearing a hat and working a ton of hours in a week. Um, but if you're growing a team the way, you know, it should be grown and you have all of the people in place to where, uh, you know, this well-oiled machine is actually functioning properly. Um, it should only make the, you know, it should make the driver, you know, feel comfortable in this sweet Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but really, you know, I, I think it would it would be stressful if you had a, a large company like that with the wrong people in, in place. Yeah, of um, course. But with the right people in place, I feel like it would open the door of me being able to to really, um, I, I think, put more on people's shoulders and expect a lot from them. Yeah. Uh, but them to grab a hold of that as like you know, see the vision. We're moving forward, and everybody's excited about it. That's great. I mean, I hundred percent agree. It's just you know, knowing like what you just said, even two years ago, you know, or three or four, that might have sounded like a nightmare, like a $3 million company. A lot of people are like, ugh, no, how much is payroll? 30 grand a week? No way. I can't do it. Right. You know, like I don't want that headache, but you know, we continue to see the further you get past the three crews, um, the easier the business gets. And that's not just the gutter business. That's almost in any business. I look at landscapers, plumbers, all of that the hardest part is getting to that three crews. And then it really does get easier to add the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, obviously with everything that you said, having the systems, the support and, and really having the right team. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Well, it, it also goes to what we've been, uh, our philosophy on business for the last several years is that business really doesn't start until you hit a million because what you're talking about is being able to hire talent that is going to be able to run these systems that we've created, this finely tooled oiled machine. It, it, it can't be, you know, you can't 
you can't have it run unless you have the right people in the right places uh, to share the insomnia, if you will, that business owners have when they're wearing all the hats as a self-employed person yeah. and, and, and bridging that gap from, from being self-employed to business owner, it really, you, you really have to get to those, those three trucks and you have to have depth in your field and depth in your sales team. But when you have that and you have passionate professionals in those areas, like we see, uh, see happening, uh, it, it really makes business enjoyable because everybody knows their role and mm -hmm. knows what their part and, and, and the importance of their part. Uh, but they enjoy what they do too. You know, I'm not hiring people that uh, are, you know, fake sales, salespeople. You know, I have somebody in there that I don't have to go in there and micromanage that person. I don't have to go in and micromanage these guys because they're following the system uh, because they chose as a career to work outside and, and hang gutter and they love it. They're passionate about our industry. And that's, yes. that's what I, I see the difference from 23-year-old Jonathan to 33-year-old Jonathan is that you have grabbed the whole of the passion for the gutter industry and you've bought into the vision of wanting to make an impact in your territory uh, to change it from a one-star industry to a five-star industry. Yeah. And, and that's awesome because you're changing people's lives and making a difference uh, because that's what our system does. And that's what it's done in you. You know, there's a big difference in who Jonathan is today uh, than what jo who Jonathan was back then. And, and that's because you've changed and adapt over the last 10 years to become uh, a leader in business. Yeah. And, and you're impacting your, your community, not just, you know, hanging gutters for people, but also for the people that are working for you. It's good. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, um, you know, being a, a three to $4 million company, I know how many feet that does require on the street and, uh, sales guys and other stuff, but I just, um, I see what a great place the brothers is for people to work and thinking about me creating an opportunity for, uh, a lot of people to work there and enjoy a great company. And, you know, um, I just, I just think that's awesome. Um, you know, not to just put me in a great spot, but, to to really be helpful to those who are around. And, you know, that's, um, I was thinking about this uh, the other day with, you know, me being a lot of my life being ministry focused. Um, I, I was talking to my dad who, you know, obviously he's been a pastor for as long as I've been alive. And um, we were talking about ministry in the church. And I said, it's my ministry feels so much more in the homes of people that I'm going to while I'm working um, mm -hmm. than just like being in a, a building on a Sunday uh, which is really cool because for so long I've I've just seen it the the opposite way. But I just love uh, the door of opportunity that the growing business um, you know opens. So it's pretty cool. That is awesome. Great. So that that's basically it. That's our podcast today. And and I just want to thank you, Jonathan. I mean, you were there from the beginning. I mean, you saw us when we were at the smallest, uh, one of the smallest stages of our business, bringing in a salesperson, practicing your compensation, everything mm -hmm. about it, um, you know, for anybody listening, this was not smooth for a long time. We made tons of mistakes, we tried, but Ken always had huge vision. Um, probably, you know, after the first few years, his vision just, just got crazy. You know, he wanted to franchise before we had any business franchising but that's always driven the business and it's always kind of made us try things and move forward 
And Jonathan, you know, to be part of that and to be so gracious with all the changes, I mean, that's huge. Everything that we tried, he was always like, all right, man, that's awesome. You know, let's do it. We're going to make it work. And uh, that was huge for us to be able to, to do that and have you. And, 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 I, and I really mean it when I say we wouldn't be who we are today if it wasn't for you. And I have to obviously include Jeremiah on that. You guys were, you guys were huge uh, in there. So we've got, you know, all of our franchisees, all of our, our people that are with us all have unique stories. And we're going to continue to bring them on and highlight them. And uh, hopefully we can all learn something. And you could either apply this to your business or, or anything that you're doing. I, I really do feel the things that we cover, the nuggets that you may get. Um, I don't care if you're in the trades or you're a chiropractor. A lot of the stuff is all the same. We're dealing with people. We're building vision. And we're just, we just want to you know, do more and, and do better. Thanks for joining us. And we hope you implement at least one or two nuggets from this episode that will give you the confidence to grow. Subscribe to our podcast to stay updated and grow with the bros.